on time to talk sports with raw mind. Game day, who plays with updates of all kinds? From press box to sideline, who got cut, who got signed? Who's clutch when it's crunch time? The starting lineup or the pine? These athletes compete, some without even trying. You want a championship, you gotta grind. When them bright lights shine, and this game go nine, they gon' cover the story not quite like Ryan. Exclusive interviews, dudes plug like Mike Line. He's got the inside scoop of why, who got fine? Prime. Time. Got the game statistics. I could say, if you wasn't at the game, you missed it. But now Raw Mind Sports covers the distance. Front row, that's close like a coach's assistant. You want to be in the know? Eyes open and listen. This is Raw Mind Sports, another edition. Welcome to another edition of Raw Mind Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Jones. I got one of the Carolinas, North Carolina's finest, Keith Malohorn. Keith, man, how you doing, man? Hey, God is good. I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing well, man. And it's an honor to have you on the show, man. You've done a lot in the community from not even just North Carolina, but to other areas. But uh, Keith here, man, has done a lot in the dungeon in the 252 area. And it's it's a lot of elite talent that come through there that yeah. he deals with. He, he trains. He's preparing them to the next level. No matter what the level is, he prepares them for. And um, we're here to talk about that and to talk about his beginning to now to his future. So, Keith, man, where do we start, man? So, um, how did you get into this this basketball world, and where did it happen? You know, it, it's it's a crazy it's crazy. That I tell people all the time. Uh, I started actually coaching and training in 1998. I was actually in high school. I was doing a senior project, huh. and uh, Coach Paul Hill was my mentor. And I, I ain't had no plans to be a coach or a trainer. My my plans was go into law enforcement to be a lawyer or something, something of that nature. But uh, to make a long story short, uh, I was doing a senior project where I was had to be a ninth grade basketball coach as a senior. What? And Hold on. Ninth grade coach as a senior? As a senior for my senior project. I, I, oh, and, well, man. I was, supposed to be, I was supposed to be helping, and but what, what, what happened was Coach Paul really didn't know a lot about basketball, so he gave me the, the, the leeway to, to coach the whole team. And and since then I fell in love with it. Uh, I fell in love with it. So we, we that season we ended up being nine and one. Uh, so I you know I, right then and there I knew I wanted to be a coach. Right then and there after that season. So nine and one, as a high school senior, as the ninth grade coach at the school. What school you went to, by the way? I'm sorry. James Rose High School. Oh, Rampus. Huh? Yeah, Rampus. Yeah, 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 yeah. You over there in the Greenville area? I keep forgetting. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that was just a project. It was a senior project. Yeah, I don't know kids do it now, but we had to do a senior project where before you graduate, you had to do a, a senior project to get some credit. So uh, it was a senior project that I, I needed a mentor, and, uh, and I, uh, I decided to do my senior project on coaching, coaching basketball. And, it, and I didn't know, I didn't have an idea then that it was going to be where it's at now. I did, I, but it kind of lit a fire in me back then that where I, wanted, I knew what I wanted to do when I got older. And this is interesting. This is good stuff already. We just started this um this <laughs> interview with Raw Mind Sports. So like that led you into the the path that you're at now, man. So um, let's talk about after the part like where you went to next after you figured like coaching is my gift. Well, all right. So when I when I left Rose, I ended up playing college. I did play college basketball. I ended up going playing college basketball. I went out to California for two years, and I was doing really really well. And I know my head coach out there noticed something about me with my leadership skills and the way I was directing the guys and 
And he even said it. He like, yo, you got a lot of uh, coaching knowledge in you. So uh, ended up leaving West uh, California. Going, I went to West Virginia for two years. Hmm. And, um, and then my, uh, my professional career actually uh, came to a halt because of 9-11. Uh, I was going oh, overseas man. in 2001. 2001, I was going overseas and played professional basketball. But as everybody knows, 9-11 happened. So, it, you know, people won't leave the country. Uh, in that in that year, so it kind of hindered me for going to play professional basketball. Um, so I came back here in North Carolina. I started I started training. I started doing what I love to do. And and 20 years later, 19 years later, boom, yeah, you're right <laughs> here. So let's let's go back to the 9/11. What did that do to you mentally? Because at that time, like you was a player, like you wanted right. to be a basketball player at that time. So what hit you when you can like leave the country, knowing the the drastic things that happened to our country? Well, it hurt because, you know, financially, my, my parents was in a, in a bind financially. So I knew that me playing basketball overseas could have kind of helped those, uh, my parents financially. So I was in a depressed mode. I was stressed out, didn't eat, mm. didn't sleep. Um, um, I, was, I was in a bad place at that time, you know, because I really wanted to play on the next level. And, I, and, and the contract that was going to give me, it was an awful lot of money. So, you know, just oh, having that in the back of my mind. And, um, and I knew that I could help my parents at the same time kind of, Kind of depressed me for a little while, so I, I you know, I was kind of stressed out for for uh, a, a a short uh, period, and you know, and the end of the day, I got over it. Man, that's tough. That ain't hard to get over though, but it was tough. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it it was, but you know, when 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 God got a different path for you, and and, and nobody tell kids today, you know, that wasn't my calling. You know, right, uh, right. Going overseas and playing professional basketball wasn't my calling, and uh, and I really believe that God had a, a better plan for me. To, uh, uh, to do what I'm doing now and just having kids get to that next level and, and, and teaching them and, and, and telling them, to, you know, different things to help them uh, to get to that next level. So uh, now as I look, now I'm older, I look back, I know that God had a special thing for me and just what I'm doing now. Yeah, I agree with that. And it definitely took you here. So now you left that from playing to decide to really go into coaching because you already had like a, a little experience with that as a senior, <laughs> so yeah. at high school. So like, where do you after that? Like, when did you first start coaching again after that? Uh, I went to Detroit. Uh, uh, well, actually, no, I, I take that back. I, I coached at Oakwood um, uh, as a middle school coach. Uh, okay. Did really well there. Uh, ended up building that program at Oakwood. Um, then I went to I moved to Detroit, and, and I coached in Detroit for for a short period of time. And it, it, it was just different places than different schools. And I was just coaching. And and, and, and the thing about uh, when I was coaching, I was changing programs around. Every school that I went to didn't have a winning program. Hmm. You know, so Oakwood didn't have a winning program. I went there, I, I changed that program around. Uh, the school in Detroit didn't have a winning program. So it was just, I knew then when I was, you know, when I was evolving, I knew I, I was on something special as far as coaching and training. So how long were you in Detroit and uh, like that move? What was the vibe of that? Was it different from the Greenville, North Carolina area to Detroit? What was the vibes and the, and the energy? What was it like when you was there for that short period of time? Well, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I tell people all the time, Detroit's a rough place to stay in, you know, and, I, and I've seen a lot of things uh, in my two years there, uh, you know, with the violence and, you know, uh, the, the people there that, that, that don't have jobs and, and that, you know, it's a lot of robbing and, and stuff like that. It, it, it uh, as far as basketball, I noticed though those kids was hungry. They was they were very hungry, and it's not like North Carolina kids. North Carolina kids is it, they some of these kids are hungry, 
But when you go to places like Romulus High School or, or Southwest High School where Jalen Rose from, those different type of breed, those different type of kids because of the position of the living situation they're in. Uh, they want to get out. So it's, it's right. more of a, an extra push uh, uh, to get their uh, parents out of the situation. So um, the energy level was great at, in Detroit. I love the vibe. I love the energy from everybody. Uh, the games was packed. The game was, you know, it was just amazing. <laughs> uh, coaching over there in Detroit. Now we're here back. Did you go anywhere else before you came back to North Carolina? That's the question I should have asked. <laughs> well, I, I traveled a lot. I went to Atlanta. <laughs> uh, I went. I went to, uh, of course, California. I went to Oregon. I went to, uh, and this is not on coaching. This is basically on training. Um, hmm. So I traveled all over the country, uh, training all over the country, Chicago, Indiana. So I've been everywhere. I've been everywhere. But forest coaching, only three states that I coach in. But forest training, I can say about forty-one states. Uh, in the last 18 years of, uh, of doing this training thing. I'm going to go back to the culture first because I'm about to dive into that training point. But okay. uh, <laughs> so how was Oregon? So Detroit out of the three, like you said, Cali, Oregon, and Michigan. So I'll say the state Michigan, but of course it's Detroit. Right. Like what was the differences between them? Was Oregon kind of more peaceful? Was it more hungry guys compared to Detroit? Or was it like Cali was like the most hungry? Which, which three was the hungriest when you went to coach? Detroit, um, Oregon more fundamentally sound, more more of uh, you know them kids is you know they, you know uh, how can I put this? They that like Detroit kids. Those kids, you know, parents both parents in the household. Uh, uh, so you know, with Detroit, you might have a kid walking to practice or walking to the games or you know mm. what I'm saying. So it it was a different environment uh, as far as on that end. California uh, is a mix of both. You know what I mean? A mix of both. You, you know, it depends on where you at. Um, I was in uh, Merced, California for a little while. That's the Valley, Modesto, Turlock areas where, you know, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of support there uh, as far as the parents. Then when you go further north, like Oakland and places like that, yeah, you start to see different changing uh, uh, of the kids' attitudes and, and, and their situations. So it's, it's, it's kind of value, you know, it kind of mixed up everything. It depends on what, what state you go to. I got you. So what led you to Oregon and to California? Like, was somebody you knew in those areas, or it was just some jobs that came up, or? Well, Oregon, I, I didn't coach in Oregon. I trained in Oregon. Okay, okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. So the only, the only where I coached was North Carolina, uh, California, and I coached in um, uh, Michigan. He's okay. the three states I coached at. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, but, you know, it, it's, different, it's different environment. That's why I tell kids today, uh, you know, when you go to different states, you see different personalities different skill level, different hunger. Uh, California by far has probably the most talent I've seen besides North Carolina. Uh, it's a lot of kids out there that's uh, getting a lot of training, right. uh, have a lot of resources. Uh, you know, it's always uh, outdoor courts wherever you go. North Carolina is not really seeing no outdoor courts. Um, so a lot of kids not, you know, can't get in the gym and work on their game. So California by far is probably the most talented state I've been to besides North Carolina, New York. Roll thoughts. Hoop State, North Carolina, California. Oh, all day North Carolina. <laughs> all day. Uh, I, hope, <laughs> hey, I hope none of my buddies in California watching this, but all day. <laughs> so all day. Uh, I'm going to go here now. So I guess they molded you into a trainer, so let's go there now. The trainer, you say you trained in 41 states. That means you know a lot of people. You took a lot of time with a lot of people to know them, not only from the basketball court, but possibly to the 
personally. So yeah, let, let's dive into it and let, let's start where you want to start on this because 41 states is a lot of states. Well, all right. So with the training, uh, once again, let's reflect. Let's go back to 2001 when I didn't go overseas. I didn't, uh, 9-11. I came back. I actually started training before I started coaching. And hmm. I started start training my brother, uh, Johnny McLaurin. Um, he, he ended up being a really, really good player for Rose High. With the, uh, he ended up going to uh, Missouri State. He ended up playing, tried out for the Washington Wizards, made that team, then ended up going to Australia. So he was actually my first client uh, back in 2001. And then I just started to train and train, train. And um, though, though the training and, and building building a, a clientele and, and getting the love for training kind of got me to different states um, when people started asking who I was. And I, I put out a video back in 2011 or 2010. And um, it was one of my guys that I trained here and a lot of people saw it on YouTube. So when they saw it, it was, you know, it got a lot of views. And when they saw it, it was a different type of training. And they was emailing me, texting me, calling me about me coming to their to their state and to doing the same type of training I was doing on the YouTube channel. So um, that's kind of mm. actually got me traveling all over the country. My that's training part. That's pretty cool, man. Like to, to be able to train, and I'm pretty sure they got you into the culture perspective. But um, where did training really take off outside of there? Like where did it take off to lead you into coaching and to like, like you, keep you, you um, you dealt with a lot of big prospects, man, and you yeah. got something big down there in Greenville, and and of course, probably like you said again, known across forty one states. So where did you know you had to take it to another level? Which which player made you say, "Hey, look, I'm here, but I got to go to this next level now because I'm here and I can't be content in the training area." Ashley, you know what? It's, it's great that you asked that. Ashley, it happened in Detroit. Uh, when I was training at Hype, it's a pro facility in Detroit called Hype. Shout out to Ali. If you're watching this, Ali, when you watch it, shout out to you. But uh, <laughs> um, it's a place called uh, Hype in, in Detroit, one of the best training facilities in the, in the, in the country, uh, where you see a lot of pro players. Uh, you know, you see uh, a, a former guy like uh, Isaiah Thomas, uh, uh, Jimmy King, USC, mm. Ben Wallace. And that, oh, and that's boy. The type of, yeah, these type of guys I was seeing in, our, you know, in and out coming out in the facility. Um, but what made me do what I'm doing now when I actually, when I went to Detroit, this guy didn't know me. Uh, so I wanted to work in the facility, but he didn't know me. Mm. You know, mind you, I'm from, I'm from North Carolina. And he, <laughs> he got pro trainers that's training in his facility. So I went up to him. I showed him one of my videos. I said, look, I want to work here. This is my work. And he saw it. And actually he didn't see it right then. I showed it to him. I, I, I sent it to his phone. I walked out of his office and about 25 minutes later, he called me back. He's like, look, if you train me, if I like it, you hire. So it, mm. I ended up training him, and I did an amazing That's job. I, I did an amazing job. And this is a pro facility. Now, this is a kid from North Carolina. Uh, see, in, in Detroit Indiana that player. nobody knows. Nobody knows, right? Right, right, so right. Nobody knows this guy, right? I'm, I'm a new guy. So I ended up training Ali. He's the owner of Hype. He said, look, man, you really have a gift of, of training. He said, you're different. you detail, And I like that. He said, I want to give you a job. So he ended up giving me a job, but that job ended up turning to the head trainer of the facility. Mm. So now you got all these pro trainers, and but you got a guy just came in, you know, and actually worked himself up to the top, ended up being the head trainer at the facility and running that facility. So that, and when I came back home, that kind of gave me that glitch of, okay, I'm on to something. I can come back and, and have that same mindset there, Whew. and I can bring it here. 
that is pretty. That's big. That's big. Now you're training, and you just took it to that next level. Now you bring that energy to the to the two five two area. Well, I call it the dungeon. A lot of people call it dungeon. You have a lot of pro prospects. Well, even Sharp been there. Jakai Brown, somebody interviewed previously on Raw Mind Sports. You probably got other future guys that I want to. I don't want to. Those are two I know thus far, but I know plenty of others. I will let you Reggie, get it. Reggie Bullock been there. Yeah. yeah. A whole lot of guys been there. It's, it's definitely uh it's definitely it's it's definitely uh a facility where I you know I really put a lot of grit and hard work into because when you go there, it's an old, old warehouse that you know that it was it used to be a storage place. Right. So uh but uh, a lot of players I can say probably about and there's no there's no no lie, twelve hundred, about thirteen hundred players came in out of that gym. Whew. A lot, right? In the, in, the right, last, right? in the last 10 years, in the last 10 years since I've been back. So now I see that, and you, and you had an old warehouse in the dungeon, like, that, that motivates them. So, like, what, what created the dungeon? What made you say, I got to create the dungeon here in this area? Because I call it the dungeon. Well, when, when, I, when, I, when I came to the gym, I seen how regular it was. I don't know if you remember that, that, that Rocky movie where uh, he fought <laughs> the guy, right? Oh, I love guy, it. I love all the Rocky movies. You know, the, the Russian <laughs> guy had all that technology. Right, right. Fighting in the barn. Like, right. I kind of use that metaphor as, you know, the kids that train here are going to have an upper edge on every player they play against because the environment they're training in. Right. right? And, and if you watch that movie throughout the fight, Rocky was getting beat until the last minute. He ended up winning the fight because how he trained. So I use that metaphor for kids and keeping their mental like, look, you know, our mission statement is we train hard, we play hard. We play smart. You know, that's our mission statement at, at the dungeon. So when kids go in there, especially in the summertime, when it's 100 degrees outside. Right, right, right. It's 110 in there. It's hot. <laughs> so either you want to train or either you don't want to, you know, that type of heat. You, you want to run away from it. And the kids that come and train in there, those the kids that you'll see that, that that's, that's really getting high recruited, like they Ron Sharp, a Taylor Jones at NC State, Zamari uh, uh, Jones. Uh, uh, my, my, you know, these, these kids come in there fakely in the summertime getting work. Man, that's what it's about. They're about the heat. They, they, they don't run away from the pressure. So now, um, now I know that you're the, I want to say you're the head coach at North Pitt, correct? Yeah. So yes, how did that come along from the dungeon and seeing the talent and seeing what you've been doing from behind the scenes or wh what made that happen? And, and in Bethel, North Carolina, now you're coaching, you didn't train a lot or 41, 41 states. Now you're the high school coach of a school in that well, it's crazy because I left Wayne Country Day. Uh we was actually Ooh. 29 29 to 5 last year. We we went to the state playoffs, my first year coaching there. Went to the state playoffs. We went to the state championship game and we lost in the finals. Uh and people asked and North Pitt won three games last year. So people asked me that question, like, why did you leave a, a team that got everybody coming back? And to going to a team that, you know, uh, they only have uh, only won three games. I said, sometimes if you want to test your ability of a coach, a coach, you, you, you can take a program and see can you turn it around. Because when you got talent, you really don't know if you're a coach or not. You right, right, talent. right, 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 right. But if you take a, a program that only won three games and turn that program around and they went in 15 to 19 games, then you're changing the culture and you're changing that program. So I wanted to prove to people that, I, I mean, I don't just coach talent. I want the worst situations possible so I can, you know, test my uh, uh, coaching ability. And it's also a challenge to me as well as a coach, you know. So that's how the North Pitt job came about. Guys, y'all getting raw thoughts here, man, from a guy named Keeping Lawhorn, man. He's letting you know 
from the good. He didn't went from the good to the great to the bad to the ugly, whatever. He's been there in these situations. This is this is great stuff for all my sports here, people. And he's letting you know, like, hey, look, it don't matter. I'm going for the challenge. And like you said, he was at country, Wayne, um, Wayne County. Wayne country. Country. And I know they can get the best recruits. He's probably great at recruiting as well. So, I mean, it's pretty – I mean, that's a situation where it could play itself. So now, man, um, you've been around helping others, helping future trainers, trainers in the area. And I hear you got a documentary coming out, man. Tell me I about do. it. What's, 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 tell me all the good stuff, man. Tell people on the raw – tell the raw mind sports viewers about it. Uh, so basically the documentary on the dungeon, it's called Welcome to the Dungeon documentary. It basically tell you, telling you – uh, my good, like you said, my good, my bad, and my ugly. A lot of people don't understand with this dungeon thing, I sacrifice a lot for my family. You know, me and my son living off $400 a month um, because, yeah, because I'm giving up my job at FedEx at the time to hey. pursue this, this vision. And the vision was, you know, helping these kids and, and getting this gym where it can be where kids can come in and get in, and get developed. So uh, it's it going back all the way back to 98. Like I told you, it, it's going to tell you all the stakes I've been to, all the uh, people I met, uh, it's going to give you, like you said, my my good, my bad, my ugly. And, and a couple of times we were ugly, you know. Uh, you know, you know, me, like I said, living off four hundred dollars a month, you know, and you know, you know, we eating peanut butter and and jelly sandwiches, and, and my and my son understanding what's going on, you know, what I'm saying. And shout out to KJ if he watched this. Shout out to him, that's my that's my dude right there. But we struggle, and we struggle, and we and. A lot of, and I tell trainers a lot, a lot of the young trainers out here that's doing this uh, for a business, don't chase the money. You know what I mean? Don't chase the money because if you're chasing the money, then you're not going to last. You know, mm. my passion and my sacrifice show people that I really love helping kids because of the, uh, of the stuff that I've been through. And it's definitely for the love because it wasn't about the money, about living over $400 a month. Take care of yourself, trying to pay your bills at your yep. own, wherever you're living at, and take care of a child too as well. Yep. A child in-house is what I'm saying. Like, that's, that's pretty big. Yeah, because like I said, you know, you know, I had to pay, you know, for my rent here and my lights here, and then I had to pay for the dungeon rent and lights. They had to be paid, Whew. right? So I had, to, I had to keep it going. You know what I'm saying? I was doing everything I can to keep it going. But, you know, thank God that, you know, one thing about my situation, I had struggled before. And I know how to survive, you know what I mean? And, and, and it was a, about six, seven months that we struggled and, we, and I survived. But it also taught my son something too as well. You know, as a, as a father, you know, I don't want him to think that everything's good. You know, sometimes you're going to struggle, but when you do struggle, how do you handle that struggle? And how you get through that adversity? And we did. So, um, but yeah, that's going to be in a documentary. Definitely. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, anything you want to tell people, man, right now while we on Raw Mind Sports? Any advice you want to give to future trainers, future coaches, whoever? The floor is yours, man. I'm going to give you some – this is raw thoughts moments right here, people, with Keith and Lawhorn. <laughs> yeah, well, to all the – I talk to the <laughs> trainers because I know it's a lot of trainers out there that want to do this for a living. Um, have a vision. You know what I'm saying? Have a vision in your mind what you want to do and stick to that vision. And sometimes that stuff don't go, uh, 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 you know, according to plan. You know, sometimes you have bumps in the road that, that or walls. You just got to climb over them. And – and and, and 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 with this training thing, so many people doing, like I said, be different. Um, I tell people all the time, I, I'm not a trainer. I have a training program. That's a difference. Um, but be different. You know, be different. Uh, be your own unique trainer. Be your own unique, you know what I'm saying, care about the kids and care about your product. Because at the end of the day, I don't care how much you train, you, your product got to speak. You know what I'm saying? If your product don't speak, 
You know, like, like if I go to McDonald's, their burger is nasty. I'm not going to McDonald's no more. Right. 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 Because <laughs> people people don't recognize that. So to my advice to trainers, man, just stick to your stick to your vision. Keep climbing. Keep pushing, and don't give up. And, uh, and just know that you know if you keep keep it consistent, working at it, it it'll get better. Raw thoughts from Keith Malohan. My raw thoughts on it is whatever you love, go for it. Whatever you love, whatever it takes, no matter if it cuts in the pockets, whatever you love, if you love it and you genuinely love it, the universe will bless you in so many ways in the right way. As long as you have the love for it and you're going by it the right way. And this is what Keith Malohan basically proved. Going to Detroit, going to Cali, coming back here, being able to coach early to catch a little little experience in the high school on the high school level to take it here like it, it means a lot to see him take it here and now he's where he wants to be in his element comfortable at it and knowing what he wants to do and whatever it takes to help anybody else with that being said keep it long on bro thoughts baby thanks for coming on the show man Hey, can, can I can I can I bring somebody in right quick? Can I bring? Yeah, absolutely. Do whatever you can. It's your world. I live in. I, I want to bring one of my trainers in from California. All right. So right now, uh, I'm gonna say this on I'm gonna say this on your your show. Okay. Uh, I'm currently looking for a place in California to try to put a dungeon there. All right. Oh boy. If that if that happens, come on, Cal. <laughs> I'm gonna bring my trainer in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happens, go ahead, go ahead. This is gonna be my guy right here. This is gonna be the head guy that can run the facility. Uh, this is my guy, Cal, right here. Cal, what's up, Cal, man? How you doing? What's on your shirt? Uh, at water basketball? Yeah, I water basketball. It's uh, Central Valley, located in Central Valley, California. You from the area or you from Cali? I'm from California. What part of California? Central Valley. So what is that close by? Is it close by Oakland? It's in the um, middle. It's in the by Santa Clara. Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah. Oh, well, you see, you see what's in the back, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I love my boys, but uh, definitely, man, I, I appreciate it, man. And um, we definitely going to put you up here, get you on the show. And if Keeping Longhorn says you going to have a dungeon, it's already manifested. Do what you got to do to make it happen. Yeah. Hey, yeah, hey look, I know we got to go. Quick story, though. Quick story. Yeah, go story. ahead. No no worries. We got time. Okay. All right. So I did a camp in California. Uh, when was it? Last year, Kyle? Yeah, last June. Uh, last June, uh, 2020, uh, 2019, right? And Kyle was working my camp. And I was just playing with him. I didn't, I was just, look, because he was doing a great job. I said, look, uh -huh. man, you ever think about moving to North Carolina and working at the dungeon? And he said, yeah, right? He said, yeah. I, you I moved all the way from Cali to come to North Carolina. Okay, but go ahead. Hey, hey, after, <laughs> hey, go ahead yeah. I got it. Go ahead. Come on, man. All right, so, so, all right. So this was in June, right? So we were, we were communicating on the phone and we were texting every day. But all I right. think he was playing it the whole time. I think he's playing. He's not going to come to North Carolina to work at the dungeon. So, all right. He said, he kept saying, coach, I'll be there in March, coach. And I'm like, yeah, right. We're going to be in March. <laughs> so March the 3rd, I get a text, coach, I'm in the airport. I'm like, okay, cool. So I ain't thinking I'm at none of it. Coach, I'm at the airport in Raleigh, Durham. I'm like, what? <laughs> you this guy came to North Carolina, and he believed in, in the process, man. And, and right now, he's one of the top trainers in this area. He's really good, but he also plays well. He plays semi-pro ball. So okay. what I'm doing with him is uh, I'm training him. He's on a, um, a strength conditioning coach. I'm training him. And he also playing pro ball, semi-pro ball, and he also works at the dungeon. So it kind of works out, you know, in, uh, both favors. He helping me out, and I'm helping him out at the same time. Man, that's, that's, that's pretty dope, man. Like, you actually believed in him. No matter what happened, you like, 
coach gonna be genuine and be do right by me. So I'm gonna go out here and leap out on faith. Most people don't do that, but man, that says a lot about Mr. Malohan's on character and what he has. Cause a lot of people just ain't gonna just jump, but I commend you on that. You believed in the process and now you got a chance to do some things out there in your area to go back. That says a lot. That's so a gonna be lot. Guy, if, if I get a dungeon in California, he's gonna be the head guy. He's been down here how many, how many months? Seven months? Seven since March, seven months. So he already got the blueprint of how everything runs. So now, if I ever get a building in California, and those uh, once you put this out, those guys that's doing this, you, if you're watching, you from California, we're working on a dungeon in California, and it's gonna be the guy. Y'all heard it first here, baby. Right on Road Mind Sports, the dungeon is on its way to Cali. We got a yes, dungeon sir. in NC, and from what Malohan said. The second basketball state, because North Carolina is the hoop state. <laughs> that, that'll get a hey, he might not too. agree with me, though. He might not agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> he done seen some hoopers out there. You know, he had Westbrook and the boys out there. So he done seen a few, you know, James Harden. So I'm assuming, I, I know they, and um, Kawhi Paul Leonard. Pierce. Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce. Yeah. Anthony Davis, too, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, we got some hoopers here, though. So it, hey, it's up for grabs. We, we got to say one name, Michael Jordan. It's your now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody now. shuts up there, right? Yeah, all, they, all <laughs> the names are relevant. <laughs> all the names are relevant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, man, it's a great honor to have you over here. I appreciate you. Thank you. And the people train the people on. You know, people are in sports. So with that being said, that's all we got. It's all fun. Appreciate it. Appreciate it.